Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are today, whatever it is that y'all are up to. We're going to take one of our little walks. We've kind of started to mix in a few fireside chats, but it's a pretty day, so we'll go see if anybody joins us so far. No puppy dogs. Wife is out in the garden, so she might come out and walk a little bit. Y'all hear her every once in a while. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and help it to grow, uh, as I try and remember to say each episode, thank y'all so much. It is continuing to grow, uh, which I'm humbled by and grateful for, and hopefully it's helping. Hopefully it gives y'all a little bit of knowledge, uh, encouragement, word that you can spread with others, and hopefully it shines a little light in the darkness that we see so widespread in the world, and particularly these days in America. So we have Christmas, obviously, coming up. We got through Thanksgiving, and I know, as I said on one of the recent podcasts, most of the stores think that Christmas season starts sometime back in July, but we have now gotten through fall, or a good chunk of it, and Thanksgiving, and so now we truly are in Christmas season, and this is one of the two times a year where this podcast, I feel like, becomes, well, obviously I feel like it's always relevant, folks, or I wouldn't be doing it, but the deal is, when you're talking about Christmas and when you're talking about Easter, both of which are national holidays, it kind of forces the conversation, especially Christmas, to the forefront, although it should be both, but especially Christmas, because Christmas is such a universal holiday in our nation but the point is what has been attempted is to take the whole point of Christmas out of Christmas and that is Jesus Christ you simply cannot truly celebrate Christmas without Christ his name is in the name of the holiday right which I always find amusing when people try and say that Christmas isn't about Jesus Christ because you're saying his name while you're talking about it. But the reason that I say that this is such a a great time of year and we try and do this throughout the year on this podcast is because the premise of our entire nation has historically been that America is a Christian nation. That's at its heart, right? When you you talk about freedom and you talk about liberty, which a lot of people throw those words around today and really have no idea what they mean, right? Just as a little aside here, for example, freedom doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it because you want to do it. (laughs) That's not how it works, right? Freedom gives you the choice to make your decisions. And then there's 
consequences or rewards depending on what decisions you make. But you cannot have a free society. You can't have freedom and liberty without the Bible, without the teachings of Christ. And, and so during this time, really not any more than we usually do, but we're going to continue to hammer down on this point as Christmas comes, as we get into the season. We drastically need to be pushing back uh, right or wrong today, folks, you see a lot of people getting really up in arms about these vaccine mandates across the world and in America, right? Whatever your opinion on them is, the point is people are extremely opinionated to the point where they're starting to take action. Uh, there's protests, counter-protests, silent marches, just downright disobedience when you talk about or, or attempting to oppress people when you talk about individual governors or presidents that, well, we've got a mandate. Well, we don't have a mandate. Well, we're going to fine you if you don't apply by the mandate. Well, we're going to fine you if you do support the mandate, right? But there's action being taken. And as I said, regardless of your opinion on that particular subject, we need to use that as an example for putting... Jesus Christ back into the country. And what I mean by that is, in a lot of cases, folks, especially at the local level, you can get together with your community and go ahead and start to put Christ back in certain institutions. Uh, put him back in city councils or school board meetings or local schools. And we've been fed this lie for so long about separation of church and state that we've we've completely bought into it and so as we always do here we're gonna we're gonna pull the veil back a little I guess so to speak and we're gonna we're gonna hammer down on this idea that America is not a Christian nation and do our best to really completely destroy that so we're gonna start today I just wanted to give that little because that's that's we're gonna kind of keep coming back to this over the next few weeks as Christmas gets closer we're going to start today with a decision that I've talked about a little bit before. Well, here come two puppy dogs and my wife going for a little walk. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, something I've talked about on this podcast before over a couple different ones. And we're going to try and get it all in in this podcast. David... Josiah Brewer. He was a justice of the United States Supreme Court. And in 1892, for those of y'all that have listened to this podcast for quite a while, you'll be familiar with this case. It was the case of the Church of the Holy Trinity versus the United States. And he gave the court's opinion, and then I'm going to read a, a pretty good chunk of it, actually. Our laws and our institutions must necessarily be based upon and embody the teachings of the Redeemer. Capital R there, folks, talking about Jesus Christ, of mankind. It is impossible that it should be otherwise. And in this sense, and to this extent, our civilization and our institutions are emphatically Christian. 
So it starts off pretty clearly, and he's going to go back and show a lot of examples throughout the history up to that point of the United States of how much the Americas and the United States in particular are a Christian nation. And so we've got to get back to this, folks, and we've got to get back to it in our schools. We've got to get back to it in our politicians, our public policy. This is our foundation. This is our center, Jesus Christ. does not mean that you have to be a Christian to be an American. I say that frequently. But what it does mean is that we've got to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ as a nation and enact them the best we can. And, and when we don't have a government body that does that, then, then we need to get rid of those people in charge there. And we're going to have to get back. Our founders talked about this. There's a sermon by Mayhew uh, that I've read before, and I'll probably go back to it at some point in this Christmas cycle, where he specifically talks about that was a huge factor for our founders, for the patriots, for the colonists in rejecting British rule because... When the rule becomes evil, as we see so much today, you know, you talk about rejection of God from our institutions. You talk about murdering babies via abortion. You talk about the bigotry of critical race theory and identity politics. You talk about uh, criminals flooding into the country via illegal immigration. The whole sexual perversion pushed on our children via the LGBTQ movement. You talk about socialism and communism that are so cheered on. Uh, across college campuses today and by the left in general. All of these are more than reason enough to listen to Mayhew's sermon where he talks about having a responsibility to reject and overthrow evil rulers that don't follow God, right? So, but going back to Brewer's comments in this 1892 case, no purpose of action against religion can be imputed to any legislation, state or national, because this is a religious people. This is historically true. From the discovery of this continent to the present hour, there is a single voice making this affirmation. And so now he's going to kind of go through and list a number of things in his opinion that show this tie to God and Jesus Christ in the country. And there goes my wife again. Hey! The commission to Christopher Columbus recited that it is hoped that by God's assistance some of the continents and islands in the ocean will be discovered. The first colonial grant made to Sir William Riley in 1584 and the grant authorizing him to enact statutes for the government of the proposed colony provided that they be not against true Christian faith. The first charter of Virginia, granted by King James I in 1606, commenced the grant in these words, in propagating of Christian religion to such people as yet live in darkness. So just from the very founding, we're already starting to see, folks, that the point, the major point of these grants and charters was spreading Christianity, pushing back the darkness. Language of similar import may be found in the subsequent charters of that colony in 1609 and 1611, and the same is true of the various charters granted to other colonies, in language more or less emphatic 
is the establishment of the Christian religion declared to be one of the purposes of the grant. The celebrated compact made by the pilgrims in the Mayflower 1620 recites, Having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. The fundamental orders of Connecticut, under which a provisional government was instituted in 1638 through 1639, commence with this declaration. And well knowing where a people are gathered together, the word of God requires that to maintain the peace and union, there should be an orderly and decent government established according to God to maintain and preserve the liberty and purity of the gospel of our Lord Jesus, which we now profess, and of the said gospel, which is now practiced amongst us. In the charter of the privileges granted by William Penn to the province of Pennsylvania in 1701, it is recited, No people can be truly happy, though under the greatest enjoyment of civil liberties, if abridged of their religious profession and worship. Coming nearer to the present time, the Declaration of Independence recognizes the presence of the divine in human affairs in these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions. And for the support of this declaration, with firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. We find everywhere a clear recognition of the same truth because of a general recognition of this truth that we are a Christian nation. The question has seldom been presented to the courts. And that's a great point, folks. There was, and I think we'll probably stop there uh, for today. There, a lot of this nonsense that you hear today from the left and over the last 50 to 70 years is because we have forgotten the history and the truth of our nation. And that truth is that that the vast, vast majority, over 90 plus percent of our founding colonists were Christian. And so the idea that they would need to acknowledge that this was a Christian nation never even entered their minds because that's that's why they came, right? Religious freedom. But, but not religious freedom, folks. I mean, it was in the sense of you can worship God or you can not or you can worship somebody else or not. You know, you can't force somebody to faith or force somebody to no faith. We've talked about that often here. But this idea that our First Amendment or that our founders... We're trying to elevate all religions to be equal with Christianity. is just nonsense. And that's really, I think, a lot of where the problems have come in today is because that's, that's the little crevice, if you will, and the crack in the wall. <laughs> Here goes my wife again. Where the left has slipped in as they said, oh, well, they, they wanted freedom of religion. That means that all religions are equal. No, that's not at all true. That's not what our founders' words, uh, their comments, the way they voted, their actions, that doesn't line up with that at all. 
We were never meant to elevate other religions to equality with Christianity in this country. We were meant, the First Amendment was meant to make all different denominations of Christianity equal so that there couldn't be discrimination against one sect or denomination or another. That's the purpose of the First Amendment. And, and we've got to get back to that truth. So, I think for today, y'all can hear the guineas in the background. They have let me know that we've been on for long enough. But they might be out next time too. At any rate, thank y'all. Uh, we'll, we'll probably pick up on this case again just because during Christmas time it's so important to see how many examples of our faith are tied in, of our heritage is tied into Jesus Christ so that, so that you know, especially during this season, you can push back without any fear of not being on the side of truth or right. Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever's left of your day. I hope it goes smoothly. Thank y'all for joining me again here and for giving me a little bit of your time. And we will talk to y'all again real soon.